2: Mr. Scoggins is back with us. It's uh, 7 past 2. Chad Arbin here on uh, News Talk 830 WCCO. How are you, sir? Uh oh. Whoa. What if that's it? What if Chip just said, Why am I doing this show? I don't understand. I know I'm getting paid millions and millions of dollars, but enough is enough. I'm done. What would we do? I mean, would we – would you step in the breach? I mean, would you – Dave Harrigan, would he step in? Would we uh, have to go to – maybe a listener wants to step in. Bob Ryan? Uh, Tony Kornheiser? Carter could just do a bit and make up some uh, somebody? I don't know. Let's – I was concerned you finally came to your senses and just decided you're done with the segment.
3: I think Harrigan hit the wrong button. Whoa! No! 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 <laughs> no, no, no! 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 There we
2: no, go. No. Shots fired. All right. If we're going to do this, I let's say go.
3: Because I've gone back 20 years with Harrigan.
2: <laughs> well, that's a perfect transition to this soundbite. is the perfect Uh-oh. transition? We're going to put you on hold. Here is the Bengals quarterback after the victory. <laughs> That is Jake Browning. They never should have <laughs> effing cut me. Okay. That's Jake after the game. Then post game, he gives a longer response where he talks about, and I was there for a while. I know I've been cut before, but he just points out the process wasn't very good, including, according to him, that he was left at the hotel and somebody was going to get back to him. And finally, his agent said, Hey, you're not going to be on the practice squad. You've got to go. He then points out again, I know everybody's gone. I know they're all new people, some really good people over there. Here's why I bring it up. Because the amount of Vikings fans and also media members, including friends of ours, who are genuinely upset at Jake Browning. Now, some of the media members are doing a tongue-in-cheek, okay? Some, yeah, are, yeah. some are Some are. not. Some are are mad at Jake Browning. Calm down, What are you doing? If that would have been the pastronaut, or if that would have been Nick Mullins or Jaron Hall in some other case where a team, obviously Jaron Hall hasn't been cut yet, but our guy would have said, shouldn't have bleep and cut me. We'd have t shirts, we'd have sound bites, we'd have billboards, we'd play at US Bank. Just frauds. We know this. These guys get motivated for all sorts of reasons. Coaches get motivated for reasons. They motivate players that way. They want a game. Calm the bleep down and don't (laughs) act like you're outraged.
3: Stop. We would have celebrated his competitive fire if it would have been reversed, right? 100%. (laughs) Absolutely. And I, you know, I got to be honest with you. Um, Obviously, that's an emotional game in itself. But when you've been cut by a team that kept Kellam Bond. You probably have, I'd be bugged. You probably feel like uh, you didn't get the uh, a yeah. fair deal, whether he did or not. Okay, it sounds like uh, I you know I can't remember that far back, even though it was only a couple years. But it sounds like Zim wanted him and Spielman didn't. And yeah, uh, well we know how Zim felt about Mon. Yes, yes we do. I asked the question <laughs> in Green Bay with Courtney Cronus.
2: We play it all the time when we go to uh, Collar. You oh, you any, do. You want to see any more of mon
3: Nah, nah, <laughs> seen enough
2: of him in practice. I mean,
3: so right. he said, yeah, uh, Courtney asked him and he said no. And uh, uh, finally, it was just kind of like an awkward silence. I was like, well, why not? <laughs> I see him all the time. I yes. see him every day or whatever. he yes. says. So good. You know, I mean, listen,
2: you know, it's, I got it. It's sports. But, I mean, he, he I think I'd be bugged if I was cut. Because of Kellerman, literally at fifty eight, I think I'd be bugged, you know. So we gotta, <laughs> right. we gotta stop this. Okay, let's get let's let's go right to the tush push. Let's just get right to it. And and, and on Twitter, I said, "Can you be involve, involved in the?" It was something like, "Can you be involved in the tush push if you don't have a tush?" You know, <laughs> I mean, if, if it's not there,
3: so is there a weight requirement? Is that what <laughs> I think there.
2: <laughs> uh, one person responded to me on uh, Twitter over the weekend when I was. Uh, pointed out, goes, was Greg Joseph unavailable? (laughs) You know, I mean, I I thought KOC's explanation was lousy. I thought the decision was lousy, but I will start this part, and then the floor is yours. Especially in the second play, uh, Garrett Bradbury has no chance. I mean, and, and Dan Orlovsky did an excellent breakdown in ESPN where, because Powell stops quicker, and then uh, the QB is is kind of given a an early takeaway with his right foot. That one of the defense' tackles has the ability to just to jump Bradbury. So not only did they not disguise it, not only the quarterback not execute it well, not only does it not make sense for Powell. I mean, none of it was the right decision, including KOC after the game.
3: Yeah, yeah. I mean, his his explanation of having Powell in there so they wouldn't get the goal line defense. Uh, I think they they weren't worried about Powell. Whatever plans yes. they had for him, they, they were expecting that. And Nick Mullins is not very big. No. So you're asking him to do it, and you have a center who. What is the one area that we know he struggles in? Yes. That one area, going against you know big nose tackles and getting any traction. So. I think Seifert had the stat. And I, make sure, I want to make sure I have it right that they were the first team, and I forgot how many how many years that had been stopped on a quarterback sneak twice in the game. So it's not. It's almost become like, and the reason why we're talking about that long is because it's so successful. Teams, yeah, Philadelphia never gets stopped. Never. Um, I. Don't... It was a disaster. The Vikings attempt was an absolute disaster from execution from personnel from play call when you look at all those things just give it you're running back was and have CJ nice. ham involved in some way um, it, it made none of it made sense to me and uh, it was kind of the cherry on top of a game that it just you kept thinking okay they're not going to lose this game because they've had so many opportunities here to put this team away um, and they should win it and it's the Vikings twenty twenty three. I mean, they just find ways. They invent ways to lose.
2: Yeah, and and also if KOC is here, it's a one score game. I mean, the NBA and I don't buy it, but they say just come around for the last two minutes. That's what's like with KOC. They might win it at Ooh. the end. They might lose at the end. But it, there's drama, and you know, a lot of people talk about the video, or if you're watching live, when when you see Flores going to KOC. That part of the explanation, I I thought, did hold up where Flores didn't realize that KOC had already been told that upstairs had reviewed the spot. So that's fine. But again, one thing we also didn't mention, Nick Mullins wasn't playing for – or wasn't even on the roster for weeks. Why? He's got a bad back. Yes. I mean – And he's just just not a big
3: guy. No. When you look at him, we were in the locker room last week, and that's one thing that jumped out to me. It's like, man, he is not (laughs) – He's not an imposing athletic figure. Not that Kirk Cousins is, but no. when you're talking about a, a guy who's has a bad back and I don't know how many yards he's ever rushed for in his career, but I can't imagine very many. Four. Uh, you're, Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't you're know. I'm just guessing. Good. Yeah. So I, after, after it didn't work the first time, uh, I, I don't think I'd have gone back to the well. No,
2: no. And they, they could have had a Hawkinson there on the second one, though, Chip. The, the one defensive sure. end – just destroys the play so fast. But at least have Hawkins in there in theory. Or have Correct. someone. Don't have a guy who weighs the same amount as me back there. That's probably probably a good idea. Okay, pause for uh, Mr. Scoggins. We'll get to more with him. Plenty more to get to. Including Anthony Edwards and Ant back in the news for reasons off the floor when the team is rolling. Again, some head-shaking uh, comments from young Mr. Edwards. We'll continue on the Vikings when we come back on CCO.
1: Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Right back with uh, Mr.
2: Scoggins here. It's uh, 20 past two. A few more points on the Vikings. So they're 7 and 7. Also in the mix here, Green Bay, 6 and 8. I don't know. The Bears at five and nine? Are they still in the mix? I don't know could, could eight and nine make it. I doubt it, but uh Tampa's seven and seven, Atlanta's six and eight, the Rams are seven and seven, Seattle's six and seven. So who knows what could happen, but again, I was reminded today if they win their last three games, they still win the division. If they beat the Lions <laughs> both times in Green Bay, uh I would assume that's not gonna happen, but Figuring out the Vikings this year, good luck to all of us.
3: Yeah. I would guess they probably need two wins to secure it, right? Yeah, that seems right. They need to go two and three, I would I would guess, to to make sure they're in. But, the, you know, it's so – yeah, you look at these wreckers, and it's like, does anybody want to get in? Does mm. anybody step up and play? And I just saw during our break here that I guess to no great surprise that uh, KOC said that Mullins is going to start this week. Uh, they they want Jaron Hall. They want this to be a redshirt year. They yep. do not want to have to play him. But I have to be honest with you, the, the Mullen's decision-making, even on the touchdown passes, Yeah, Chad, I mean, they, those yes. were <laughs> – were the, the first one to Addison was just a poor throw that he made a great play on. The second one, I think everybody was screaming, throw it away as he was scrambling around, and then he just kind of threw it up for grabs in the end zone. Yep. Addison made another great play. So, I you know, I know they're going to try to – I think at halftime the announcer said O'Connell told her, "You know, let's cut out the hero ball." I can you fix that? I don't. I, I don't think you know, so. I don't, it's know. I don't know. Kind of who he, is. Who he is. His,
2: his stats yeah, kind of say that. Is. You know, on the first interception, I didn't think Jefferson helped him out. I, you know, it's not like I know precisely the route, but it did yeah. look like if Jefferson keeps cutting across the field, that maybe that throw is fine. That he, but he thinks he's running some sort of post, and Jefferson might be right as he kind of pivots and is running towards the the, the um, back end line. But yeah. the second one, my God, I mean, what are you doing? I know he's just afraid he's going to take a sack, but it looked like he just fired right into the helmet of the nose tackle. Who I, th- I think that was his second interception in back-to-back weeks. How does that happen?
3: Yeah, I mean, that, that one will be on the blooper reels, right? I mean, yeah. that one we'll see because you just don't see – Decisions that poor. I mean, I know he they were out of timeouts and he was afraid they weren't going to be able to stop the clock to keep, kick the field goal, so he was just trying to throw it get rid of it. But he threw it right into his guy that was sitting down next. I yeah. it was bizarre, and so I don't I don't know if they'll be able to coach that out of Nick Mullins. But the turnovers, I mean, it's it's sort of been who he is throughout his career. This that's, is not just a no, that's a, him. A, a, You know, something that's popped up.
2: Yeah, at one point I think I tweeted Nick Mullins is Nick Mullins. He can he can throw a nice yeah. ball, and he's maybe should have a little more fear, but he's fearless where he throws it because there were some throws in tight spots. You're like, whoa, that's pretty good, but I don't think he knows the difference. Um, so we've all lauded Flores' defense all year, rightfully so. But I mean, I think it's fair to point out and talk about some of the conversation we've all had. And you know, Ben Gessling from your paper had an excellent note today that the Vikings had won 84 straight games going back to October of 93, where they're up by 14 points or more. If you count the field goal, and you should, that's why they they lost 27-24. That's 24 points in the fourth quarter and overtime. They led 17-9 against the, the Denver. The Bears had that late drive when they were doing nothing. I mean, Brian Flores is an A this year. That That is a given, uh-huh. but... It is odd about these the late game part of it, and again, it wasn't Jake Browning on Saturday. That wasn't yeah. Joe Burrow,
3: and I go back to remember the Bears game. Was it three weeks ago, four weeks ago? Where that Bears offense could do nothing, and then they didn't blitz them on the final drive, and field, you know, march them yes, down the easy. field. And and this one, this one, I I, I sort of think. T. Higgins was just better than their corners. Yeah, <laughs> he just—I mean—the plays that he made. Mackay was... Blackman,
2: does he? Does he think he should freeze when a ball is in the air? I mean,
3: what is he doing? <laughs> <laughs> well, like... it, it, was he uh, Ch- remind me, Chad? Was he the, the corner in the the Broncos game too? Yes, yes. That's what Stood I thought. Stood right um, there, just watched it. Yeah. So, um, but I, I do want to give credit the play that T. Higgins oh, made—the reset ball. Wow. Back, that was <laughs> that was mentally. That yeah, was... so, I mean, I, I think it's a combination of stuff, but but again, the defense, this is three weeks in a row now where they had a chance to close out a game and finish, and they haven't been able to do it.
2: All right, let's, uh, the Wolves and Wild, unfortunately, we're going to spend more time talking about it off the uh, court and off the ice here, and I'll add again, since John Hines has taken over, uh, the biggest thing is... Gustafson is just great. I mean, I'm sure Dean Everson is saying, "Okay, that's great coaching." He was just (laughs) he was lousy when I was here. Now he's great. I mean, come on. And the Wolves are rolling. I mean, they they, it'll be fun the next couple nights. Well, it'll be fun the next three and next four nights in Miami. Looks like Jimmy's actually going to play. Then you get Joel Embiid Wednesday, and then you get Lakers here Thursday. Although it's a back to back. I'm hey LeBron, Anthony Davis. I'm going. I'd like to see you, you know. Um, so, mm-hmm. so they're doing well, but we got to talk about the, the issues away from the court. So Anthony Edwards, in the news today, I first see the, uh, his statement, okay, before I even saw the news, where his statement is, I made comments in the heat of the moment that are not me, that are not aligned with me, with what I believe, and who I want to be as a man. All women should be supported and empowered to make their own decisions about their bodies and what's best for them. I'm handling my personal matters privately and will not comment on them any further time. So at first, I see this shit for the news. Okay, this this isn't good for Ant. So it yeah. appears from anything we're seeing on Twitter and elsewhere, he's responding to allegations from an Instagram model who accused Edwards of getting her pregnant and wiring her $100,000 to have an abortion. There are other screenshots where he tells her, get an abortion. I think there's an LOL behind that one because, I mean, Nothing funnier than getting an abortion. Um, just take the pills. You got the money. What's up? And my attorney going to handle it. Um, I don't know everything in everybody's life. I don't know everything in your life. You don't know everything in my life. But uh, these are insulting comments. And he's off to wondrous career, but he also had the homophobic comments. And again, uh, and he really never addressed those. He put out another statement. He, I think, I remember tweeting someone, let's see what you do. And he did very little. And this is clearly a statement that my friends with the Wolves put out, his team put out. And you know what? When he says, I will not be commenting any further at, at this time, you know what, Ant, step up tonight before the game. You're old enough to answer a couple questions on this, including my comments were insulting. I shouldn't have done it. I realize I need to be a better person. I'm not going to go too deep in this personally, but I know I'm a public figure, and I know even if I'm not a public figure, I should not treat anybody this way. I- I'm just a little tired. He doesn't have to be, you know, like in his 50s like us. But part of the reason why Ant's making a lot of money is not just his brilliance on the court. is his public persona, right? And so now, when the heat's there, I'm not going to talk. But when we're slurping it up, you know, for his post game comments, when you are yucking up with him, we sure like his comments then.
3: Yeah, it's it's tough because, um, you know, just for like me professionally, I, I try not to delve into someone's personal life and what's going on because it's quite frankly none of our business unless it, you know. There's uh, you go back to the Adrian Peterson thing where that became a legal issue. Um, I mean. I haven't read this, so I'm kind of catching up to speed as you're telling me about it. Clearly, I'm guessing he didn't think these things were going to be made public no by uh, the woman, and so yep. he's, he's in just, a tough just spot. Just like the homophobic that, right?
2: comments, he didn't think we we're going to
3: go yeah. public. Yeah, so he, he clearly, I'm guessing, didn't know that was going to be mm-hmm. He thought those were meant for a private. Um, so I, I I don't know what the right answer for him to do in terms of public relations there. I mean – it, do you address it more tonight at the game briefly do you not you know do you let your statement stand what it is? I'm sure he's embarrassed by his comments as as he was with the homophobic comments that he made was it last year um and I know Chris High from my paper tried to talk to him and I, I believe he did maybe for a story but yeah, I mean this is um it, it's a lesson that even in your if, if you're a public figure, even in your private life this thing can spill into the public and now you have to, you know, deal with the ramifications. So uh, I'll be interested to see how he handles it, how the team handles it. uh, If it becomes a, you know, more of a distraction for him or more of a thing that he has to deal with, but uh, it's not good. Obviously uh, when you, when you talk about, you know, just where he's at and the team's at, and now they have to deal with this. I get,
2: and I think you made just a number of really good points. I get that, Everything, if everybody knew everything we said, you know, in our lives, there might be parts where people would say, whoa. So I get that. I just think some of these comments are just awfully insulting where uh, I'm not sure everybody's saying all this publicly. And then um, we haven't had a chance to talk since all this Bill Guerin information.
4: Mm -hmm. Right.
2: And what has come out? What has not come out? Now, Guerin makes a regular appearance here. He's scheduled for Thursday. I'm assuming he's on. I don't know what they're going to say. You know, if they're going to say he's unwilling to talk about this is all because it's still under investigation. This, um, and Russo's been all over this story, this is um, reports of an investigation on what he was saying to another employee. Now it's Andrew Height. Andrew Height is in an authoritative position in hockey operations. That's why Russo made the decision – to put his name out there because there are a lot of times when it's an individual employee making an accusation to a supervisor and you want to respect their privacy compared to a public figure, a well-known individual. Russo is saying, you know, this isn't just, you know, somebody's working in sales. This is somebody on his staff and, and that words Guerin used towards him a thorough Comprehensive investigation to him. At the same time, Chris O'Hearn, his right hand man, is out. So, just like the Wild are winning, cool. Garen, who I personally like, but another person who answers all questions, you know, and it's a legal issue here, just like ants is a legal issue potentially. Yeah, I'll be curious how this plays out.
3: Yeah, I'm curious to see if he does make his appearance with you, Chad, because I, I just. Uh, I haven't tried to contact him, but I know the reporters have, and he has not Nothing. commented. I don't think. I
2: don't think so either. Now
3: that might be that might be under advisement from the team, from their lawyers, from yep. uh, you know legal side saying, "Hey, don't address this." Um, so I, you know, it, all we know is that based on reporting that the one uh, Garen in, investigation didn't rise to a level of, of firing or dismissal, uh, according to the team, the O'Hearn one did. Um, it's it's interesting that they had two overlapping <laughs> investigations with high ranking executives. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's not a good look, obviously. No, but it just speaks to the turmoil that this team has had. I mean, you've already you have this. You had to fire a coach. You had a terrible start. Now they're winning, and, and that part's uh, been better the on ice stuff. But I, I think with Billy, and again, without knowing more facts and knowing what was said, I mean, I do know the the person that was the other person involved. I like him. Um, and then I think we all like in the media, Billy's been popular because of his ability to say what he (laughs) is on his mind. He doesn't sugarcoat things. He tells you directly. Same thing with Ant, right?
2: People like Ant because he tells the truth and he talks, you know?
3: Yes. Yeah. And, and, and Billy, I mean, he's accessible. Yeah. So the fact that he's not returning calls tells me that he's being told not to do that. So I'll be... I'll be interested if he does, if he, you know, comes comes on on your show and does it, but I'm doubting he's going to, you know, cut open a vein and talk more about it. But maybe he will. Yeah. At some point, I think he has to address it, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, both, I mean, the stories, I'm sure lawyers are telling the aunt not to talk, and I'm sure lawyers are so far telling Billy not to talk. But at some point, I would assume they're going to talk. But you're coached up all the time now. It seems like just stay quiet. Just stay quiet because so many things happen every single day. If you stay quiet, it blows over. You know, there's something else comes up, or you you score forty, or your team wins again, or there's some other crisis. That's what seemingly everybody um, everybody advises. All right, sir. Yeah. Enjoyed it as always. Have a great day, and we'll uh, talk. Uh, actually, we're not going to talk next week because next, next week we'll is uh, Christmas.
3: Yeah. Have, hey, have a great holidays. Absolutely. You, I, I love chatting
2: with you. You know what I think of a person. Thank you for coming yep. on uh, every week. You're a great human being, and have a fantastic Christmas.
3: You too, brother. See you, man.
2: He's a great person. Chip Scoggins here on
1: CC.